You're listening. This is a, a podcast time. Whoa, Andrew, it's what happened? It's podcast time. Came in hot. I'm looking at you, so I know that you didn't just trip up a set of stairs, but that's what it sounded like happened. I I was like, I need to start being more professional, and then I tried to be professional in too many ways at the start. Did you decide that at the end of the theme song? (laughs) Yes. Actually, yes. I was about to go, ah, or something like that, and I was like, nope, I'm going to do a little higher energy. What has made you decide to be more professional? Have you gotten some feedback? Don't tell me what it is. I'll get mad. But has some outside force uh, done this to you? Or is this internal? It's all the inside force right here in my brain. Poking at his head. No, I don't know. I just thought I'd change it up a little bit. You just (laughs) want to be more professional. Abject uh, unprofessionalism into Uh medium unprofessionalism. I, I just thought we could we could start uh, Yo Is This Racist, the podcast um, that wow. I, Andrew T, host. This and is amazing. You thought he knew some host and was produced by Kevin Bartelt uh, in, a, in a more professional manner. I don't wow. know. A little more energy, a little more getting to the point. I don't remember do the think? last time Andrew uh, introduced the show. Uh, I don't remember the last Even time. Even when you I were remembered. gone, I don't know if he introduced the show. <laughs> It's also the the fewest number of ums I've heard from you in mm-hmm. the first uh, sixty seconds of the pod. This is a new. It's a new day. It's a clean episode. Oh my god! Now I'm now I just I'm ready to go. I'm feeling good. Had coffee, I guess that helps. <laughs> sure, I not too coffee, much though. You know? Because we were all no. there the week that you had too much. Mm-hmm. I had that. Well, I had that like hydrant. Do you remember that stuff? They sponsored yeah, us one time the, and like, they. Energy water, and then you had the coffee granita. There was a few different like coffee alternatives. Oh yeah, you pulled right. a real my nephew at Disneyland. <laughs> boy, oh boy, uh, sneak peek. He's he's fine if I if I lightly roast him, but uh, yeah, Andrew came with me and my nephew and um, my friend's kids, Sid, and we uh, we went to Disneyland. Teenagers, not children, and uh, my nephew yeah, had too teens. much caffeine and. Uh, felt like his heart and brain were going to explode. Yeah. And I drew a real hard line and said, if you need medical attention, we can take you to Mickey's Trauma Center or whatever the fuck. But if yeah. otherwise, you're going to sit down and drink about approximately four Dasani waters and just take some deep breaths. Because <laughs> we're not yeah. leaving Anaheim at fucking 5 p.m. I'm not leaving fucking Disneyland at rush hour. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. No way. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Drink they have four an urgent waters care here. and take deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's got to be an urgent care that put some yeah. ears on a nurse and you're fine. <laughs> It's it's been a while since I've been around a teenager who is able to have as much caffeine as they want whenever they want it. And it was weird. I got to be honest, it was unnerving cuz homeboy had just a lot of a lot of like monster energy drink, a lot of other stuff. It was wild. We went to Disneyland also. Um I was mostly just hanging out. I I did almost no stuff at Disneyland. That's not true. Like as far as rides go, I sat out a lot. I got I got um, like motion sick within ten minutes of being at the park. <laughs> <laughs> and and your boy Andrew did have to chill a little bit. See, that sounds nice. That sounds relaxing. It was lovely. A lot of sitting down. And Disneyland's at like thirty percent capacity because of COVID, so oh, there was no wait. Like the longest wait was maybe fifteen or twenty minutes wow. for Space Mountain. That's true. 
But yeah. like Pirates of the Caribbean, we walked right onto the little boat. So I've, it's insane. I've never yeah. seen that. So that was that was awesome. The only downside is, um, I think, because of um, I had one quest, and that was to get a photo with Chip and Dale in my Chip and Dale dabbing shirt. Ugh. And I do think it's not. It's sort of just the Disney Corporation. Listen, folks. If I if I could ask for your consideration in these troubled times and, and your thoughts and prayers for the Disney Corporation, but uh, <laughs> it does feel like they had to uh, scale back a little bit on performers in the park. I did not see nary a princess. I saw nary yeah. a princess. We saw one goofy who whose moves were a little too sensual, if I'm being honest. Like, yeah. our teens were grown, but if I had tiny children there, I'd be like, we have to explain what Goofy's doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> A very petite Mickey Mouse, which I was actually like, oh, g- good. Like, s- mm-hmm. smaller people get to be in these costumes, too. Like, yeah. I feel like when I was a child, Mickey Mouse was yeah. a towering giant. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But we did not see Chippendale. Andrew's only goal. We did Whoa. We did talk to approximately 40 <laughs> park employees who all have to pretend that Chip and or Dale are real people. And mm-hmm. so... It is very unnerving. She's like, oh, Chip and Dale. Yeah, sure. I saw them getting a snack over by the woods. Yeah. Maybe if you go. They like, can't just be on. like, oh, yeah, Mike and Jennifer, who are normally in the costumes, are they taking They have Thursdays they have to- off. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> they had to keep saying, Chip and Dale normally dance over here. They like to hang out by the Splash Mountain. You're just like, okay. <laughs> and it's also like, I'm clearly an adult. They can't just be like, look, their shift is like here uh-huh. to here. They're right, walking no. this route. Like, it really, it really was rough. As a <laughs> non-Disney adult, I had one mission, yeah, and I failed. No, I had two missions. One is to eat a corn dog. One is to get a photo with Chippendale. And boy, did I have that fucking corn dog! That corn dog was incredible. We went to the corn dog so castle good. in California Adventureland. There's uh, a corn dog castle. Be, it's yeah. also cor- corn dog castle. All of this will be available well, in the shaky episode that we recorded on Andrew's ooh. phone from the park. It's mostly uh-huh. just ride reviews uh, with my nephew and our friend Sid. Uh, just just reviewing every ride they went on and everything we ate. But that'll be in the suboptimal bundle uh, probably next weekend. Um, maybe the weekend after yeah. that. Also, check out my spinoff show with Apodaca called Corndog Castle, where it's just us <laughs> catching up. <laughs> Messages from the CDC. Yes, the Corndog Castle. <laughs> I saw a TikTok where someone said, if you wave at Disney employees, they legally can't stop waving until you stop. And then the top comment Ugh. was, legally? What happened? Did the cops <laughs> show up and arrest them? <laughs> I mean... They Disney make Disneyland does make it pretty clear that it is a sovereign nation. And oh, yeah. the laws of it's California, like the, the United <laughs> States, or God do not seem to over over uh, rule the laws of the Disney. Disneyland said, You're not my God, my boss, or my father. <laughs> yeah. It was oof. It was fun. I can't. I had a I, great I, time. I was, I was so tired. I had a great time with the folks. I yeah. I think I'm just again too old and too didn't see Chippendale to love love the land as much as some folks sure. do. I I was pleased that a lot of my memory about the place was right because I went a lot oh when I was like God. a teen, and so I yeah. remembered a lot that I didn't realize I remembered so much of because I have not been for 20 years almost. You knew where everything was. It was wild. I did. I was I was a little disoriented in California Adventureland because that was very different. The last time I went to California Adventureland, it was called California Land. 
It was in 2001. It had just opened. There was a giant swing, and there was a bunch of shit about the gold rush, and me and my friends were like, this is the most boring thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but now it's cool. Now it's got the Avengers. There's all kinds of stuff. That's where Andrew got sick. Was was it? Yeah, immediately. Was it always? My feeling about California Adventure, it seems like it was started as a loophole for them to sell Chardonnay to tired parents. Oh, for sure it's the place to sell booze because there's no booze in Disneyland. Yeah. There's booze in downtown Disney, but downtown Disney is just like, it's just if like you Universal know what City Walk. Ton is saying, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys went there first before Disneyland? Did you go to the yeah. Avenger stuff first? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did that first. Immediately got sick on whatever they're calling the Tower of Terror now. Oh, yeah. That's whatever like the Guardians. Guardians of Galaxy thing? or Yeah. And for someone who... I promise we'll get to the show. I promise we'll get to the racism, everyone. And you can get more Disneyland care. rundown in yeah. the Suboptimal Bundle at suboptimalpods.com, where you can yeah. subscribe to the bundle for a grab bag of content. Um, the other thing that was wild to me is I have not seen the film Guardians of the Galaxy. I know oh, nothing yeah. about it except that Chris Pratt is in it. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. When we walked in and immediately a raccoon with the voice of Bradley Cooper was speaking to me, I felt like I was on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I did the right not know what was there going for on. you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there were so many animals in this superhero movie. I'm yeah, very there's confused. a tree. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, lot of animals, a lot of unnervingly good raccoon animatronics. Yeah. That's the yeah. only place where the, the, well, I guess the jungle ride, the animals are realistic. Everywhere else, it's a little sure. like uncanny valley but this is like yeah this raccoon's gonna speak english and you know (laughs) have a gun that raccoon had a gun for sure i think that raccoon had a gun i didn't like it um the only time i went on that ride uh it was like toward the end of the day and there was a group of teens in front of us and one of them had on like Converse without socks, like white Converse, and her ankles were bleeding, and so the back of her shoes were red. And I looked at Leah and was like, "We're done after this, right?" And I was like, "Andrew, I got super nauseous on the ride," and was like, "And good night, everyone." Oh my god, Tower of Terror, indeed. Yeah, I like it. I like when when uh, (laughs) someone's so dedicated to Disney that their shoes fill with blood. Yeah, they're. Trying to pretend like they're fine. Like it's great, it's great. It's mm-hmm. just standing. No, we're having fun. Um, okay. Enough Disney talk. Y'all can hear more of that in the bundle mm-hmm. if you subscribe. Watch the goofy watch along too. Yeah, there's oh, a lot yeah. Of, surprisingly, there's a lot of Disney Cinderella. <laughs> there's like five Cinderella, Disney things. Andrew's uh Andrew's uh mixed dish yep. episode watch alongs. Oh, yeah. I guess we're just shills for the Disney Corporation, apparently. I mean, I did I did spend a lot of time on that fucking lot last mm-hmm. year, yep. two years ago. Oh, enough about mm-hmm. the the cool stuff that we did. Uh, news, yeah. I feel like the the race news I I kept seeing on my Twitter, which was a a good one for a change. Well, I guess good and bad that uh, Candyman, directed by Nia DaCosta, was the first movie directed by a black woman to be number one at the box office. I don't know. Is that, is it like, are we like past like, uh, you know, celebrating milestones that are way too old or not like that are shocking that they still exist, I guess. Okay. Yes, we are. But I want to add that I am so happy that the first black woman to have a number one movie was, it was not for a slave movie. Like Mm -hmm. this is a horror Mm -hmm. movie. This is a genre that lots of, colors of people like (laughs) and uh for it not being 
a, I mean, I'm sure there's some, some, you know, black pain in the movie, but for it not to be a big quotes, black pain movie, mm-hmm. I, I'm thrilled. I, I'm happy right. for it. Way to go, Nia. Way to go, world. Everyone go see Candyman if you're not scared of things like that like I am. Yeah, I've heard it's good. I'm, uh, I was really scared. I think I'm not a, a slasher. Uh, anyone, yeah. anytime there's hook, hook hands... I can't fuck with Hook hands. And that nah. does include Captain Hook, Disney's Captain Hook. <laughs> um, you're on notice. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not scared of those things, go see it and support. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great milestone. Um, so maybe this will mean that doors will open for black women directors to direct all kinds of genres. All mm-hmm. genres. I'm constantly just like, I'm waiting for the black woman garden state. Because Garden State at the time, you know, despite how you feel about it now, at the time, so many people were like, oh, my gosh, this indie navel gazing, (laughs) thoughtful thing with like problematic characters and whatever. But we let Zach Braff do that. We let the man do it. And we largely still like him as a nation after that. So I need the (laughs) black woman like self-indulgent indie darling thing that we're like, okay, you went a little far, but we largely are still on your side. So... Hit me up. I am available to star. I'm only exclusive for TV to Space Force, so I'll be there. <laughs> That's that feels right. We get, we get Tawny doing some uh, quasi annoying bullshit. That feels like yeah, unmissable, unmissable. Oh, I'd stuff. love to. I'd lo- give me the the my male equivalent of like Natalie Portman. Let me have some manic pixie dream boy <laughs> who's just like. Sometimes I like to put on two different shoes to feel truly unique or whatever the fuck. Have it played by The Rock. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, I'm looking at Nia DaCosta's bio, and she's also the youngest filmmaker to direct a Marvel film. Uh, Holy shit. Way to go, Nia. Um, I have one bit of news that I'm sure uh, 30,000 people sent it to me, and then I'm sure another 30,000 people <laughs> would be banging their uh, their earbuds into the ground if I didn't uh, talk about it. Um, So the Muir Woods Park staff annotates their own signs with historical corrections for racism, misogyny, all (laughs) kinds of fucked up shit. Uh, The the members of of the like Sierra Club that used to be involved in eugenics, they've annotated with that. So they put all these yellow sticky notes. Um, These are park employees who did this. Um, They included all these yellow sticky notes posted on this timeline offering information about uh, the original indigenous managers of the forest, as well as the role of women in the creation of Muir Woods. Um, It was in conjunction with the, it was the Muir Woods staff with the Golden Gate National Recreation Area. And yeah, it's it's an interesting way to draw audience attention to, you know, because people go to these parks, these national parks, and they see these signs that are just like, in 1901, the first national park was a stat or whatever the fuck. And they don't have any context <laughs> for, you know, how the land was, how people got the land, how the yeah. land was taken from the indigenous managers, how, you know, people who created it like John Muir were terribly racist, ra- very racist in their writings. Um, recently, the Sierra Club, like, did come out and denounce all of Muir's, you know, terrible writings and stuff. But, you know, not a lot of people, if you're not, like, plugged into the intersection of outdoorsy shit and racism. <laughs> like, I think there's only about 16 of us. Um, <laughs> you might not know that shit. Um, one of the ones I found interesting, like they literally put on the sign, 1869, John Muir includes racist language in his writings about indigenous people, ignoring the genocide they survived. 
Like, wow. that's at the park, which I think is very cool. Yeah. Um, this other one, which feels real petty. Gifford Pinchot, this is in eight, uh, 1898, appointed chief of what is now the U.S. Forest Service. So that's like how we created the Forest Service, which is cool. He advocates for scientific forestry. And then there's a... Uh, a sticky note that says, and eugenics. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is like, for all those people arguing about, you know, the racists who, who are like, oh, if you tear down Confederate statues, how will people mm-hmm. learn their history? This is how maybe people will learn their history. I would sort of argue it's mm-hmm. more of a subversive type of uh, thing because I guess it's also the Muir Woods, you know, the trees aren't, you know, clearly a racist, like, visage or anything Mm, like that. mm -hmm, So maybe this context is enough. But, like, yeah, if you really want to have, you know, your fucking Robert E. Lee statue, then you need a plaque that's like, yeah. Yeah. You know what else you did? You're a huge (laughs) racist if you like this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, they they mention a lot about the Coast Miwok people who uh, were the stewards of the land that is now Muir Woods. And I, I believe there are only maybe 20 living Coast Miwok people left. And so I believe they got some input from uh, those remaining members or other indigenous tribes to make sure that they made enough mention of this. But there were comments that were like, hey, if y'all feel so bad about this, like give it back to the people, which is a valid critique as yeah. well. Like this is definitely a start, but this doesn't, nor do I think any of the rangers or, th- or think this, but I, this doesn't like fix it. This is just a, this is a start of a conversation. Yeah. And it's more educational than like the ones that I see that are like, if you let go of a balloon in Joshua Tree, it takes 20 (laughs) hours to get to Los Angeles. It's like, okay, thanks. Kind of like that part, actually. That that Mm -hmm. sounds like a good advice. A little of both. If you let a racist balloon out in Joshua Tree, I'm out. You have to give him a glass of milk. Yeah. Um. But that's fucking awesome. Do we have any more racism news or should we get on to our personal show news? I did want to say, um, just if you're in California, vote no on this recall. Mm-hmm. Um, please do it and, you know, call someone who might not vote. It's fucking ridiculous that this is how the system in California works. But mm-hmm. having a Republican governor would be really bad. Real especially bad. right now. Um, so make sure, you, make sure you vote and get everyone you can to vote. Uh, and look, yeah. we're not caping for Gavin, um, as I call him, my Uncle Gavi. Yeah. Uh, he is my <laughs> uncle. I take responsibility for everything he does and says. Um, <laughs> we're, we're not caping for Gavin, but there is literally no other choice right now. It is the lesser of the two literal evils. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah we got to do what we got to do to keep shit from getting actively worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, we have we have a, a announcement, a suboptimal announcement. We do. Our good friend, you know her. She's been on the show. She's been on the premium show. We put that shit right in the main feed because we love her so much. Tracy Thomas, who runs great book podcast, The Stacks, has joined our suboptimal co-op. She has gone independent from her network. So she's a fully independent pod, just like us. All we're doing together is kind of sharing resources. You might hear her come on our show a little bit to co-host every now and then when one of us is out. Um, We might go join her show. She might be adding some stuff to the Suboptimal Bundle. But we're super excited to have her. She's so smart. She's so fun and cool and well-read and makes us look smarter than we are. Um, And, yeah, we're just excited to kind of expand our little network of of indie pods, you know, helping each other out. And um, Kevin, I want to thank Kevin for really, like, 
really getting her set up to to make this big independent move. Because, yeah, it's it's hard to know how to do it. And because we kind of did it, you know, I feel like we're sort of evangelists for people doing what's best for their shows. And for some people, that's staying at a great big network. For a lot of folks, especially a lot of people of color, it's, it's always just going to be better to run your own shit. So um, we really encouraged her to to follow that because she wanted to do it. And so we're super excited to have her. Yeah. You can listen to her show, The Stacks, wherever you get pods. It comes out every Wednesday, um, just like ours. So you can do a little double back-to-back, back a yo back. and a The Stacks. Mm-hmm. Or let's be real. So feel free to listen to The Stacks first. Racism is yeah. <laughs> always going to be here. Yep. Disneyland's, I think, always going to be here. We hope. Probably. it flies away, finally. So yeah, big welcome yeah. to Tracy. And also you can follow her. Uh, the Stacks has a great Instagram, the Stacks Pod, mm-hmm. just at the Stacks Pod. It's a fantastic Instagram for p- folks who are like, I want to try to read more. Where do I start? She has great like pictures and little reviews. And it's just a, it's a visually very pleasing uh, <laughs> account. And, uh, you know, she's a black woman and she likes to focus on authors of color. So mm-hmm. uh, I think folks, fr- uh, fans of this show will find it. Yeah. Right up their alley. Yeah. You'll also see a pattern of like what we are recommending on Yo Can We Live and <laughs> what Tracy is talking about on her shows. For sure. So yeah. And and yeah, as far as I guess fans of this show, you know, of course, look for Tracy's stuff in the suboptimal bundle, suboptimalpods.com to to get in on that. And I guess the other thing, the other housekeeping thing uh we'd been talking about is um now that now that we're independent and have our our legs under us and and feel like some sense of stability, um, we're uh, getting back into the merch game. Um, probably we don't totally know exactly the best way to do this, but um, you know I think in the past what we've done that worked well is um, if you are so inclined, uh, you the listener. We have, you know, just phrases from the show that we've liked and artwork that people have, like, made as fan art. Um, and we find, you know, figuring out some some equitable um, licensing thing of stuff that either you have made or that you would want to draw um, for the show has been the, the way we've made the merch we're happiest with. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we were thinking we are probably going to do a, a run of uh, Duck and Around and... And and fine and out <laughs> shirts. God, that's mm-hmm. hard to say without actually yeah. seeing it in front of me. But uh, we're also gonna, uh, you know, if anyone has any any artwork for, um, you know, just the phrase "Who is this for?" Uh, <laughs> thing that we say more more often than we probably should on this show. Figure, it, go for it. I don't know, Tony. Did you have any specific art ideas in mind? Well, or like art direction. Who is this for? Struck me because we say it a lot because you know the show tends to. Uh, it runs a wide gamut of things from like reviews of Disneyland to hard racism. <laughs> um, so I just thought maybe there's a fun way to, and you know, longtime listeners of the show know that we have a, we have a struggle with merch because anything poignant from this show yeah. is hard to wear on a shirt. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was just trying to think of something that could be fun that could lend itself to a lot of different design ideas. You know, any incorporation of any of the softer, more nonsense stuff we talk about, you know, ducks, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, Andrew's co- coffee granita, I don't know. Just whatever <laughs> you've heard on this show that would make for a fun little collage drawn thing with the words, who is this for? I think it'd be a fun piece of merch for those in the know. People still send me 
so, like duck stuff. Basically, anytime duck stuff happens, ducks are in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ducks, duck news. Every time we duck saw a news. duck at Disneyland. We, yeah, yeah, we saw a couple ducks. We saw a lizard. It was very funny because we see this duck at Disneyland, and I'm like, oh, look, a duck. My nephew goes kind of near it, and it starts to fly away. And Andrew just deadpan just goes, that's Daisy. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's just a, this brown-ass duck. <laughs> yeah. That's a lady, A lady duck. Oh, Lord. Cut anyway, bats. so... Um, that didn't the, make uh, it to our to our bonus content. That's just no. that's that's some behind the scenes. We were tired right by them. Oh, good lord! So, if you're interested in making this, who is this for shirt? Uh, uh, hit us up in the suboptimal pods Instagram DMs. That's just at mm-hmm. suboptimal pods. If you're not already following that Instagram, go ahead and throw it a follow. But yeah, hit us up in whatever way you're most comfortable. If you want to be considered for this work, end of announcement. <laughs> I want to slide in really quick. I think Spaghetti Up is one of the best titles of a podcast <laughs> of all time. And it just feels like there's a lot of potential for something there. So, Okay, that was spelled, just for clarity, S-P-A-Giddy, mm-hmm. <laughs> G-I-D-D-Y, and then next word up, Spaghetti Up. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't remember what the fuck it was about. Mm-hmm. But uh, listen back to that episode and d- make some art out of it. <laughs> yeah. I guess like a spaghetti lasso. I don't That's know. That's what we I was got trying to yeah. We have no yeah. idea. We don't remember what we talk about. <laughs> we don't remember what we talk about, and we don't remember recording this ad that you're about to hear. <laughs> and now we're back from the ad. That Great work. Who knows? Maybe Who it was knows? A, it was recorded in the future. Maybe it was recorded in the past. Maybe it wasn't recorded. And we're in trouble. Those are all the options. <laughs> We've named them all. Okay, you know what What other... Oh, God. <laughs> I was trying to say, you know what are the other options? One is my computer does explode from heat or it does not. So let's uh, listen to a voicemail and hopefully the second one will come true. Hopefully. Here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> Hi, Andrew, Tani, and our guest. So I have a Black Lives Matter face mask. And so in my area, people are pretty friendly. Like when you're walking by someone in the store or whatever, uh, people will like a lot of times make eye contact and smile or nod or whatever. Um, and I try to do this. I'm socially awkward, but I, I make the attempt. Um, but I've noticed when I'm wearing the Black Lives Matter mask, I feel super awkward, like doing the eye contact smile thing if the person I'm walking by happens to be black, I feel like I'm being like, you're welcome, I'm fixing racism. And that's so uncomfortable. Um, But then, of course, it's weird to be not making eye contact with the black people. Like, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Um, So I was wondering if you guys had any thoughts on that. Thank you. I just picture the eye contact like all over the place. Yeah. Oh my god! I also I'm loving. I'm laughing so hard at the idea of someone wearing a Black Lives Matter anything on their person, and anytime a black person walks near them, just avoiding eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> like I cannot bear to look at you. <laughs> it is oh. weird that. <sighs> I mean, functionally, it's got to be clear. Like, does the does the caller really like feel like it's cool to just be like, you know, 
oh, uh, don't don't make eye contact with only black people when they're wearing a Black Lives Matter no, mask? Like, no, they cannot. They don't think it's cool. They're just confused. Yeah. They're awkward. Yeah. They don't know what to do. Oh my is Lord. there any? I this is this is going to be a, a definitely a piece of easy for me to say because I don't understand the underlying impulse or embarrassment. I think of this. Okay. Um, but can't you just act normal? Uh, I know it's, it's okay. like right, like right. When you can't act normal, it doesn't help for someone to be like, "Can you just act normal?" But seriously. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, it sounds like. Maybe if you're having trouble, it sounds like you're having trouble wearing the words, which doesn't make you a bad person. I don't wear the words because I don't want to deal with people. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just a choice. It doesn't mean I don't believe in it, but I don't I don't wear anything that says Black Lives Matter on me just because I'm like, I, can I please not have to deal with any more nonsense out in the world? So right. if you are having trouble with who to look at, maybe you just shouldn't wear it. But if you don't want to give right. it up, then you got to just you got to just figure out how to be normal. <laughs> Just gotta here. All right, here's super easy. All you have to do is every day for like 20 minutes to two hours, just stare in the mirror and practice looking normal. You know, just (laughs) sit in the mirror, (laughs) dead, put your mask on, and just act normal. And just when you work at it, put in a little three, four Mm -hmm. hours a day. It's all it takes. Uh, Just stare at yourself in the mirror, and uh, you'll be fine. And maybe have a friend stand in the corner and shout white person and you pretend you're looking at a white person then black person yep. you pretend you're looking at a black person just to like yeah it's like doing um drills it's like you know like mm-hmm. a batting cage mm-hmm. a batting mm-hmm. cage for <laughs> different colored for, people to look at for races yeah yeah or wear okay. a t-shirt that says i'm normal so when they're like looking at you head like head to toe they're like oh mm-hmm. okay they're normal yeah it's good <laughs> don't worry if you get a t-shirt that just says not weird here um <laughs> Not being weird here. Oh, my God. That feels like it'll work pretty well. I guess also, to our before the commercial break discussion, if you want to design a shirt that says not being weird here, (laughs) I guess that's also an option. Oh, my God. This poor collar will never live it down if we make merch out of this collar. (laughs) Um, Okay. A semi-serious option, collar. Can you just, is there some like little nonverbal thing? I don't know. I always like, I like like a little peace sign or something kind of cheeky, like a little thumbs up that doesn't say like, I am fixing racism. Like you don't want to do a fist, you know, but like just something that's like, I don't know, something corny, just so you feel like if you feel awkward, you can just turn into something silly. Like, yay, I'm wearing a thing. I don't know. Also, you going around and thumbs upping a bunch of black people could be weird too. Yeah. As we're talking, I actually... Though my initial advice of have you considered acting normal was glib and a joke. There I will I will throw this out there, which is that the first couple times, even when you're trying to act normal, will be awkward. But that is maybe honestly the actual best way to get there is mm. to just try it. Just do it. Try acting normal. Try acting normal. Um yep. and like just sort of see if you can actually put in the reps to push through the awkwardness. Yep. Um because otherwise, I also actually, God, we're we're actually solving stuff or giving decent advice. But hey, you started the like, episode. This is serious. Uh, you came I do in hot. Like, I do like the. Uh, I honestly love the advice of like, hey, you don't have to wear a Black Lives Matter mask if you truly cannot 
you know, act normal. <laughs> and that's okay. It doesn't make you a yeah. bad person. Yep. No, like, you still believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just don't need to have it on, on your right? person. Because that's, yeah, do you believe it? Maybe you can't make eye contact because deep in your soul, you're not down for the cause. Um, just kidding. I'm sure you're down for all you're causes. You're probably um, fine, yeah. Yeah, just, you don't have to wear it if it makes you feel weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and And if you really, like, aren't able to not act weird, which is okay, you probably just just don't wear it. Or, or just, you know, like, get more comfortable in a less visibly weird way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Real less advice. Or... Real less advice from this Counter show. advice. Oh. This is the, the hardcore, Andrew, that I'm surprised didn't come out, but I'll, I'll take up the reins there. <laughs> you, you should live in that discomfort yep. as a white walking through the world you need that so wear it and be awkward and stare at the ground don't make eye contact with anybody that's just i don't believe in that i was just doing the hyper andrew thing mm-hmm. see we're all we all got we got angles to this we can do whatever the hell we want goldilocks um <laughs> not of course disney's goldilocks that's not real um <laughs> is it real i'm sure i don't know were they at, were they there on thursday we saw no. We barely saw anything. Uh, no. Some of the park employees were like, "Hey, you're not going to find Chippendale because it's too hot for the furry people to be out." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. which they are the fair, furry. Pretty, pretty reasonable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ninety five degrees. Man, passing out inside a Dale suit. That's that's a tough day at work. That's a tough day at work. And then you get in trouble if you don't stay in character despite having passed out. Right. Come if on. you try to talk to say like, "Bring me water," you get. I trouble. can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Woof. It's too hot. Uh, all right. Another voicemail? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, loves. Um, so I am a black woman. Um, I was out to dinner with my, my white mother um, and a friend of hers. Um, um, her friends, like, just for context, is Latina. And so the friend was saying, like, how she's not attracted to white guys. And my mother, my white mother, was like, yeah, me either. Um, so, yeah, obviously weirdo shit, but am I a fetish baby? <laughs> Is this the same person who called last month and kept calling us babe when they, uh, do you remember that? Oh, oh, it could be. I do kind of. Y'all keep talking. I Lads, babe, a, maybe. I can Good memory, Kevin. spreadsheet. Am I a fetish baby? This caller has asked. Oh, what a yeah. terrible phrase that I wish I'd never <laughs> heard. And now all of you have heard it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we've, we've said this a million times. Just any sort of saying, I don't like X entire race of people is super weird. Because yeah. the, the, the of course, obvious thing is like, there's all different types of people within a group. Like, that's the super pedestrian, yeah. like, rebuttal to it. Mm-hmm. But just... Saying that you don't like a collection of features, coloring, culture, like all those sticky things that make up race, when you really yeah. think about what you're saying, is super fucked up. Like like yeah. Nazi eugenics fucked up. And I'm sure yeah. most people aren't bad people, but when you think about what it means. Yeah. It's, it's a horrible it's real bad. thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> There's gonna be a post-it note in your uh on your door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little just a little little thing to jump in. Uh yes. Good this ear. This is the wow. same person. It, or at least this num- this phone number was uh, repeated. So I'm just going to go ahead and say probably. If if you remember a voice, um, 
I don't see a phone number repeated. It's probably the same person. All right. Nice. Damn. Um, Damn, Kevin. <laughs> is it worth saying something to your your mother about a thing like this? Because here, I guess the other side of it is, while it is super sinister, it is also is a shockingly common sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They, the 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 like it's just my preference for race, like as far as. I don't know, sex and dating, I guess, goes, mm-hmm. is, like, so insidious but so common. It is this weird, like, kind of Yosis racist intersection of it is almost, it's, like, super fucked up and almost never delivered with any kind of malice. Yeah, exactly. Conscious malice. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it is, like, the worst kind, but... Or is I, it? That's I guess why the worst I think kind. it's important. <laughs> I think it's important to force people to think about... Yep. The meaning yeah. behind what they're saying. Because you're right. N- no one I've ever talked to has ever said that is uh, an out-and-out racist. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck or like black they, dudes. They, I don't like them, you know? They never mean it like that, but no. it always is like that. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know. It's also I what mean, you said. You've said like 40 times on the show over the years, but you, I, I love what you said where you're like, your preferences aren't like hardwired like your eye color from birth. Yeah. Like you develop right. them. According to a lot of societal influence and some choice on your part. So don't act like it's this imprintable, irreversible thing where you're just like, oh, that's just what I happen to like and dislike. Yeah. Or that you have no responsibility for it. Right. It's like, it can be a thing that you can't really control, but that doesn't mean you don't have something that you are, you, some portion of that you are responsible for, you know, it, it isn't like magic, like that, oh, my fucking standards of beauty conform to this stereotype. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably just how it is. Like, yep. just fucking take a second. Especially, I guess, for the white mom. It's like, hey, you have a black kid. You know, you were... I don't remember if they said they, like, or the parents were together, but, like, you at one point had a black partner. You apparently, you know, are d- down with having black partners. Like, fucking think about what that means, really, when you say that. And then, yeah. like... Do something, do something other than say that shit out loud. Yeah, is that also just a the the fetish baby part of it did kind of strike Oof, me too. Like it's, it's also like it's it, it is like man, it's just the worst when your mom tries to you know jump in on shit like that. You're like, all right, come on, come on, mom. Are we yeah. doing this right now? I guess moms can have sexuality, too, in front of their kids. I think. Maybe not. I don't know. Even as I said it out loud, I don't like what I'm saying, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, Yeah, anyway, so that was so unpleasant that we almost killed Tawny's computer. So (laughs) maybe it's time to wrap up this week's episode. It's time to go for sure. Um, Thank you for listening. Check out yep. uh, suboptimalpods.com. Follow at suboptimalpods. Follow at the Stacks Pod. Uh, for Tracy's pod. You can listen to it every Wednesday. You can listen to us every Wednesday. New episodes of Yo Can We Live, our premium show where we try not to talk about racism and we just hang out are uh, in the, uh, uh, oh my God, every Friday. Woo, we're doing great. Bundle <laughs> stuff usually comes out on Saturday. We got a Disneyland show coming up soon. Yeah. I'm at Tronny Newman. Andrew's at Andrew T. Kevin is at Kevin J. Bartelt on Twitter. Yep. And if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, check out the Suboptimal Pods trailer that we released on like Thursday of last week. It has just like a bunch of clips over the last year, basically, of episodes. So check that out if you're interested, but 
maybe you haven't heard any of it yet. Uh, there's yeah. a nice little trailer in there. If you're on the fence, and and you know, sort of reiterate, yep. I think we we've stopped messaging messaging this. One of my fucking corporate marketing, <laughs> um, but. Really, like, as an independent podcast, this is, like, the best way to support us. Um, we appreciate everyone's support. And, you know, hopefully you're getting to listen to some fun stuff also. So, yeah. 323-389-7223. Uh, that's 323-389-RACE. Leave, leave some voicemails. And that's it. Peace. That's it. Peace. Bye. This is Suboptimal.